with great power comes a lot of Chris whining. Because this week, we're discussing two films that technically are superhero films. So get ready to hear a lot about Nolan, a lot about Tarantino. Even though we're only talking movies, we're talking Spider-Man No Way Home and Matrix Resurrection. Chris, let's Scooby-Doo this shit. I still know Kung Fu. everybody and welcome to this week's episode of how'd you like that movie uh this is our fourth installment of best of 2021 uh next week's episode will be our final picks for the year uh some of these films will make it some of them won't so definitely tune into that we're talking about spider-man and the matrix films the reloads reboots sequels whatever you want to call them scott take us away well mine was just the sequel and I think yours was just a sequel too, so I don't think it was a reboot. Isn't this right? like the third? How many? How many Spider Mans is this with their current Spider Man or Peter Parker? This is his the third. This is the end of the Home trilogy. Okay. But um, yeah, so I'll start. So first, I'll just start like in terms of you know the year twenty twenty one and Marvel in general. Um, I would say they they started strong, finished strong, but lacked a lot in the middle. Mm-hmm. um like they you know wandavision like their shows i think outperformed in terms of quality uh the films that were released with the exception of this one this one was the the cherry on top like hold on hold on so you said they started strong so what what would be your strong start for one wandavision oh you're talking about was the, the first okay. thing yeah yeah so because this was the first year that they had the official marvel shows um that were run by kevin feige and um the films that kind of correlated so that way you know the movies and the shows were supposed to like continue the saga instead of just waiting for end credit scenes to see what was going next um yeah the shows wandavision loki uh, I, i haven't watched that what if but and hawkeye did really well Spider-Man's. So they, they basically all expand on a universe that's already established, opposed to like, because I noticed with like Hawkeye, they 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 have the same actor. Uh, what's his name is playing Hawkeye, correct? Yeah, yeah, because you know he's Hawkeye. So that and the same actor who did Loki is playing Loki in the show. Okay, right? that's cool, cool, you know cool. that's you know well, everybody I mean, needs a payday. Whoa, whoa, don't fucking don't <laughs> say that like because there definitely is examples of like where there's a film version and then there's like the like the Flash, for example, right? The same Flash wasn't the the same yeah actor, but that's right? different like this is the first time that technically like these shows are technically the extensions of the movies right gotcha so it's just continuing the story instead of just making a hawkeye movie you're gonna have a six hour tv show right and then go from there introduce the new characters introduce kind of where their new phases are gonna go uh in terms of the films themselves um you know, this year they released Black Widow, Sanchi, and Eternals. Um, not counting Spider-Man, but I'll say I was disappointed in each one of those films. Isn't Eternals directed by uh, Nomadland's Chloe's, Yeah, Chloe yeah. Zhao. Because um, those are you know, almost that- similar... Types of that film. one had that <laughs> one had Marvel's face, uh, Marvel's first sexing. 
Oh, nice, right? nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. So it took like 20 years, but they got, you know, a superhero hot socks. But uh, <laughs> what I was saying in terms of disappointing and literally what you're saying um, in terms of similar, each one of those films had the similar plot in terms of story. It was hero uh, re- reconnecting with their estranged family twist one of the estranged family members betrays them and then you know they overcome at the end so so it is nomadland except that nobody got totally betrayed but like kind of not kind of disliked in nomadland no, that was the all three co- of those movies that was black widow <laughs> and nomadland <laughs> and internals well who did she get portrayed in well nomadland? that's what i said remember like they kind of didn't love her lifestyle of like living living on the road again you know what i mean yeah, yeah. when she goes to the family but, reunion thing or she stops off at the house yeah but yeah so and i think that was the thing like for me like eternals was the first film this year that i went to the actual theaters to see and you were not impressed i was uh, well i was 100 percent disappointed in it because it was paint by numbers and Every twist, you know, that was supposed to be shocking, you saw coming. Um, but with this film, with Spider-Man, I think what they did was, you know, I know people are saying this is the best Spider-Man movie that, that's been released in terms of theaters. And I think having the nostalgia boot, but also, you know, praising what came before and moving the character forward, um, was amazing to okay. watch, especially so first seeing. Off, I'm going to ask you a couple questions. Then. So, is it, is, in your opinion, is it the best of the Tom Holland ones? Yes. Is it the best of all the Spider Mans? No. Okay. What would you call it? What would it be your favorite? Is it Tobey Maguire? Um, I feel like, like there was a Spider Man in, of... in between there, too. Wasn't there one after? Yeah. Tom Andrew, Andrew Garfield. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, in terms of like if i had to do my like top five you wanted spider-man movies i was gonna say top asking? one but sure go ahead you can give me well, five uh, okay i'll go five i'll go from bottom to the top i'll go starting um, from the bottom now you're right here yeah i'll go mcguire's first one spider-man so um, the first spider-man is actually number five yeah okay um i will go holland um homecoming that his first one. Mm-hmm. Um, third, I would do this one. Oh shit! Okay, okay. Interesting. No way home. Number two would be Spider-Man Two with Maguire. Okay. And number one would be Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, the cartoon. Oh, like two I, yeah, years yeah, ago. yeah, yeah. I actually have heard that that one is pretty fucking amazing. Yeah, uh, I thought you were going to say the the original TV show from like what was it, the seventies or the eighties. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. <laughs> That's a cool soundtrack. <laughs> Woo! It did have a cool... Didn't the Ramones do one, too? That's yeah, one. they did. Well, they did a cover of that, like, Spider-Man, yeah. Spider-Man. Um, <laughs> so, how do, so, how do you... So, I just, so, I was just... I just did a quick look at the cast. So, Zendaya... Zendaya? Zendaya? Plays yeah. MJ. Well, no. She she's not Mary Jane. She's, she's Michelle Mary Jones. Jane. Nice. What? Yeah, she's not. She her name's Michelle Jones. Oh, so she's MJ, but not the MJ. Exactly. Not Michael and Jackson. I think that's why. Um, I think that's why it worked out kind of like really good. Like if you're going in this trilogy, right? Like you have his friends, who um, 
you is know, she in the first is, one? Is yeah, she in the, she's in the first oh, okay, one. Okay. But her name was Michelle. And then at the end was like, my friends call me MJ, right? And everybody's like, oh, she's fucking MJ. But um, yeah, and then, you know, he falls in love with her in the second one. And then the third one, you know, uh, the shit happens. I won't give it away. But at the end, you, you kind of lose it. But then that's when you realize, like, it's not like she's not Mary Jane, right? And it's literally you know, the, the path you go from behind, like the the people that get you to where you're going to go, right? Or as I would say, your your Tinder profile, it's, you know, the, the swipes to the left that you got to, to the next swipe to the left. Oh, okay. I don't I don't know how, how that reference really ties in, but I'll let you have that. Uh, it's doing, okay. <laughs> it's doing fucking amazing at the box office. Like it, it yeah, I think it will hit a billion. Budget. And it's at I think eight now eight hundred million. Yeah, I think I think by year end it'll hit a billion in terms of box office. And the thing that's like I don't because I think we're the like Canada is the only ones that's fifty percent capacity, right? Like everything else is at full capacity. Okay. Like around the world, like I don't know for sure. I don't know. I know that like Germany and stuff, their restrictions have changed. Uh, I know Britain's talking about it, but you're right. Like I, we only know like what our restrictions. And remember, it's even different provinces are different for those yeah. that uh, know anything about Canada. So, it, if it was not a you know pandemic, I think this one would have this one would have hit a billion open. already. Yeah, I think I think it would have hit a billion on opening day, to be honest, like opening weekend. Um, they would have had that record. Um, but did you it's see enjoyable. it in the theater? You saw it in the theater. Yeah, right? yeah, I did. I did. And that was the thing. I went right after our restrictions changed. So to sit for the movie with your mask on and not have popcorn, not have drinks and just kind of sitting there kind of thing. It did. It was um, an experience I I did not like at all because like whole going to the theater is you know is all about the concessions and stuff like that because that's what helps the theater. Oh well, chain you made itself, some concessions right? to go to the theater. You just didn't get any concessions to go to the theater. No, yeah, but what I'm saying, like <laughs> in terms of like my understanding of the the theater chain, and you know you you would probably know more than me, but where the cinemas get their like where they're making their profits, where they're making is their the, overhead like, is on. $50 popcorn. Yeah. hundred percent. Exactly. Just, right. Yeah. So to not go there and you're kind of not supporting the chain, you're just kind of supporting the movie itself kind of thing. That's why like it, it left me a little sour kind of thing. Right. Cause it's all about going to the theater to, to have that. So the theaters can kind of keep on going. Cause yeah. Cause it doesn't really matter if the theater, the movie makes a billion dollars in the theater. If the theater sees none of that, they still go out of business. Yeah, exactly. Right. So uh, how, I don't know how, how much, how, how long is this movie? Uh, it's, it's on the sweet spot. Like it's not super long. If I'm not mistaken, it was, I'm just double checking. Cause it didn't feel long at all. Like, like are they normally long though? Like, or is this, I think it was like two hours, two and a half hours. Yeah. It was two and a half hours. So, but it didn't feel that at all. Like, like John Watts, the director, um, they kept everything going, right? Like it it was just one after another. And especially when you're like, I'm going to fight this villain, then I'm going to fight this villain. Then you have this reveal, then, you know, I'm going to fight this villain. Then we're going to all team up kind of thing. It's, it just kept it going, kept it entertained. Right. 
Do you think it will? I mean, I I, I read a couple things like that. It, it may actually get an Oscar nod. I, I think it will win in terms of some of the special um, effects, like the technical. Yeah, ones. special effects, special effects, sound, sound mixing. I can see it winning there too. Does it have a song? A lot of, Do you think it, is there is there like a, a no? This song isn't a Disney. This isn't it. Yeah, no, this isn't a Disney. I'm a movie. swinging lady. I'm a swinging lady. Get your hands up. <laughs> no, no, it it doesn't have a song, but it. I, I'm trying to think. No, it didn't have a song. The Rogers thing was the Rogers musical was from Hawkeye, ah. but um, yeah, it was it was fun to watch and it is entertaining. And like to go back to our conversation like last week about the last duel and stuff like that, like th- these are the kind of movies you would go to the theater for, right? Like, yeah, you don't want to watch this, it at home on your on your television. No, and, and not only that, like I think. Like when they have the reveals and and stuff, and then like everybody's like going on the same ride together, like strangers or whatever, and you're all cheering at the same spots. You're all like immersed in this film and and stuff. That's what makes it fun to go do, right? Instead of like watching fucking Matt Damon swing a sword. Um, and I mean, you know, we and we've talked about this briefly, and we've um. So Paul Thomas Anderson, uh, he's got licorice pizza out right now. You know, he's a super arty director and he thinks that these kind of films are what will save theaters for artistic films because just like, you're not going to make the money on the little indie picture. But again, especially when concessions are open, like if you can have a fucking Marvel movie, even if as an artist, you don't want to go watch it, it's keeping the fucking lights on. You know what I mean? So like we now live in a world where you, those two things become, uh, two sides of the same coin that are that are keeping the cinema experience uh, available to people. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, and I think everything's circular. I think, like to be honest, I think Netflix and all that stuff, like the the originals they put out, help theaters as well, right? Like you can watch, you know, um, fuck, what's the new Leonardo one that came out? Like, oh, don't look up. Don't look up. Yeah, uh, yeah, you can watch that right and then how does that help theaters again sorry if i can watch it at home how does it help theaters because odds are like adam mckay like who directed it like fuck vice was amazing um the big short was amazing oh, right you mean because it keeps money like it keeps money going into filmmakers so that they then can go do something else exactly, so it helps right? cinema it doesn't necessarily help theaters it helps like the 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 artistic side of film or yes, filmmaking sure Sure, if that's what you want to say, you know, no, you wanna... I, that is what I want to say. That's why I fucking said it. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm just saying it helps, right? Like, it's the, um, it just keeps because you have to have different plates spinning for everything, right? So, you got to have the home, you got to have the theater, you know, drive ins, fuck, right? Whatever. Yeah, man. You know, you, you, even the community theater where your, your friends like a cowboy. Or a psychiatrist who, you know, is kind of an asshole. Or the cowboy that's kind, kind of, of an, an asshole. asshole. <laughs> right? Like, uh, those things keep it going, too, right? Uh, so, do you, what's your recommendation for Spider-Man? This, yeah, I definitely recommend it. Um, See it in the theater, too, right? I, yeah. I uh, keep, like, going. Because it, it's super enjoyable. It's super fun. And, you know, it... It is a roller coaster ride. There, there's going to be some times where Chris, you're going to 
you're gonna cry in it too, i heard right? i like, heard it gives you the feels so I'm it actually, gives you all the feels i'm right? actually planning, I think, go ahead go ahead go ahead i was gonna say and i think every single person did a good job and i think in terms of how when we first started this podcast we talked about is there a perfect trilogy like one that ends great mm-hmm. as it begins and i think so like it's ruined because they've already, I think they already announced another three movies with Tom Holland. But if it was just these three movies, I think this would be up there as one of the better, if not best trilogies. I will have to take your word for it. Cause I haven't watched the other two. Cause it's not really my jam, but maybe I will, maybe I will check them out. I mean, I got some time over the holidays. Um, yeah. Is there anything else you want to say about Spider-Man before we move on to um, the matrix resurrections? You know what? No, I, I want to hear about the Matrix because just like you, this is on my watch. I was supposed to actually watch it yesterday, but shit fucking came up. So I might watch it tonight unless you talk shit about like, it. Like, are you going to see it in the theater watch or are you going to try and find yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. No, no, I want watch it in theater, right? Because so go... it is. It, it did. Okay, so the Matrix Re- uh, Resurrections is available in theater. It, it has an H. It's Warner Brothers, so it has the simultaneous 30-day release on HBO Max. At this point, I could not find it on HBO here, like Crave. So I don't know if it's only in no, the US. The, the, yeah, that's only in the U.S. stuff. Uh, for us on Crave, it would be the 45-day window. Gotcha. So 45 days after it's done theaters, that okay. it comes up on our Crave for HBO Max. That's, uh, that's Fucking good. Canada. That's good to know. Uh, so first off, before I say that, uh, the, I watched The Harder They Fall. That movie's fucking a waste of fucking time. Uh, I'm really? Not, yeah, it's fucking garbage. Take Tarantino's name out of your mouth. Oh, and for those listening, that's a bingo. Um, yeah, I mean, the cinematography's great, but I mean, the script is garbage. The color fucking palette is fucking garbage. Uh, it has no sense of itself. It doesn't know. You know what? And I, I talked to our producer before we started the show and I was saying how it was, it, it disappointed me the way this five bloods did. And I think that I maybe went into it with the wrong expectations. I think for, I, I really want to see that black Western, just like I really wanted to see that black Vietnam experience. And I got like some kind of mediocre bullshit version of that. Anyway, moving on. So matrix resurrection, uh, I saw it in the theater. It was definitely, uh, I'm glad I saw it in the theater. That said, if you don't get to see it in the theater, it is totally watchable at home. Um, so now go ahead. Like the first matrix, I remember going to theaters to watch that. And to be honest, not even, not even really knowing what it was about. All I, all I really remember was the poster of them in the black leather. And you and- were like, that's so hot. Mm. I was, I was, I was, <laughs> was like fucking Keanu. I'm like, I haven't seen him in a while. Um, but it blew my mind because it was like technology, um, like what they did with their shots and the whole bullet time and all that stuff. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah, and the wire, co- the wire foo and stuff like that that they took out yeah, of like, like, Hong Kong like, action films. Now, did they advance it like in this film so do you like, want me to, do you want me to actually know. talk about this movie or do you want to no, no, talk to me about i want i want you to i want you to answer this fucking question okay, before you what, get what's into the question? it what's the question because I, I can already tell you're gonna fucking like start bashing this shit um but my question is do they advance it at all or is it just like a nostalgia feel like remember when we did this okay so 
it, okay, so first off, my quote about this film is essentially along the lines of like, we didn't need another Matrix film, but if we were going to have one, I'm glad this is the one. Because it doesn't try and do... So first off, I, 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 I actually went... I went and watched The Matrix Resurrections first. I didn't want to taint anything with like watching the older films or anything. And I was like, that was a good film. And I'll get into that. Then I watched The Matrix. And I'm like, from 1999. I'm like, okay, how does this fucking movie stand up? That fucking movie's amazing. Okay? I would say that it's like mm-hmm. aliens in the sense that even though like because they use so many like like practical effects, there's like solid story, there's solid acting, there's solid cinematography, it's still good. Like even even the like because a lot of it, although they use green screens, it's the wire martial arts. So those still transcend the twenty some odd years, right? Um that said, the other I tried to watch Matrix Reloaded. I watched about forty five minutes of it, and I'm like, those this is fucking horrible. And so I didn't even venture into the third one. So I would say the best two Matrix. Oh, and I haven't seen like the Animatrix or whatever into the Matrix or any of the other like animated versions. Uh, I would say that the Matrix and this are basically like two films. Like one is an extension of the other. They do touch on the other two Matrixes, but for primarily it is like the Matrix and then the Matrix Resurrections. Um, like if you just essentially watch those two films together, it would be like a one nice long film. And so, so d- is it like um, like a ho- John Carpenter's Halloween and then the new Halloween where it's just kind of like sort of these two kind of matter but sort of and i mean there's okay so i mean there and i'm really going to be careful with any of the spoilers you know the neo obviously dies in the third matrix right and he is back and and so is trinity in this film so like obviously like they need to die in that third film because there's a whole explanation of why they're not dead in this one so to answer your question it is both a sequel a reboot and none of the above all at the same time. And they actually do a really good job of doing this. Okay. So Valerie complex from deadline Hollywood had this to say about it. It focuses on telling a heartfelt story that rings as true to reality as possible. This may, and I would say it actually, this, it is doing this. This may cause hardcore matrix lovers to loathe the direction that's been taken, but it's a breath of fresh air for me. And I agree. Like I sat down and like I said, I watched it with really fresh eyes. I'm not also like a matrix fanatic, but I, I didn't even bother watching the first one first. And I watched it. And I would say that the original matrix is an action film with some drama. This is a drama with some action. It's actually a really good film. Like, like it's, it's, it's got a great story. It's, uh, It's not overly dependent. Like the fight scenes are still fucking great. Like, I mean, they're still doing an amazing Mm -hmm. job, but there's much more story to it. There's much more levels. And it's also super fucking meta. Like they mock, they openly mock Warner Brothers for wanting to do another sequel. Because if you talk to, like, if you read any of the um, comments and stuff that uh, the Wachowskis, Wachowskis had made throughout the years, they're like, Every year, Warner Brothers was like, Matrix, Matrix, Matrix. And they said, no, 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 no. And so they openly mock that in this film. And it's it's, it's hard to not give anything away. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like it makes fun of itself. 
it 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 is an homage to the the original films. You get the nostalgia. You get a bunch of brand new stuff. And it actually all works. Like, you know, normally something like this, you're like, ah, plot hole, plot hole, plot hole. They tie everything in. And I think the advantage there is that you got... So this is just directed and co-written by Lana Wachowski on, on her own. Um, but because she's the original creator, one of the creators, her and her sister, working with some screenwriters, is that, like, the canon stays tight. Like, she knows where the canon went because she fucking wrote it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so... It's good, man. Like, it's really good. Like I said, like, if you didn't need another Matrix, that's fine. But since you were going to get one, I think you'll be happy to watch this. Unless you're, like, if you're showing up in fucking black and weird glasses to watch this fucking movie, you're probably not going to like it. Because it's going to make fun of you as well. It is going to be, like, don't be a fucking loser fan person. So all you people, Schneider Cut, fucking da-da-da-da-da. You can stop that. No, I'm not going to stop it. Because those fucking... Fan bitches need to get a fucking slap. Like the director and the writer are like, I'm going to make a fucking movie that I want to make. And they do a really great job. Um, so it, they had an issue. Sorry. If, if you have any questions right now, feel free to stop me. Cause I'm going to start talking about the cinematography. Oh, cinematography. You know, your favorite. I can, I can almost see editing it and cinematography of. are my favorite than storytelling. Gonna, so. Yeah. See, I'm more storytelling than anything. No, right? Like that's what I like. Talking about you love like fucking superhero movies who have some of the worst fucking scripts I've ever fucking seen. But anyway, I said I like some of them. Oh, okay. I literally did. You not just hear me fucking saying like their whole release play didn't work except for one movie. This is true. Touche. And, and, and Touché. now you're like touche. Now you're like and and then in terms of your your little Twitter bash with the, the Snyderverse people. Yeah. What did I say? What did I say about that? You said, don't get us in trouble with that. I have to get you out of that. And, but what <laughs> did I say to the Snyderverse? Like, maybe it's just better to have one. Yes. You did so, say that you're better with one. Cause you know, sometimes mom and dad divorce <laughs> and it works out better for the family. Right. Cause like for me, like I'll, Here's my two takes on your little Snyderverse controversy. Um, all these people can say what they want. But if it was me, did anybody even ask fucking Snyder if he wants to make another one? Because if it was fucking me and I got fired from a movie after my daughter committed suicide. I wouldn't want to go back. Yeah. I, yeah. I'd be like, fuck you. I'm going to make my zombie movies at Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, so I agree. For them, like for them to, that's the thing. Like the toxic, tox, toxic, toxic, toxic fandom or whatever. Yeah, about this thing. Like, it's not saying you wouldn't want to see one because fuck, I would like to see where he goes. But odds are he doesn't want to fucking do it because he doesn't want to work with these people anymore. That's and right. he probably only did like the four hour thing because they're like we need something to launch hbo max with we'll give you all the monies to do it and he was like okay i'll make a fucking four hour movie well he's already and... got the footage right like it's he yeah. shot like it's like i just he's just well, going back into shot. the editing room right he did yeah he no, did no, some he reshoots, did re- reshoots but he's right? not like making whole... <clears throat> he's not making a new four hour film it's a director's no. cut right so he already yeah. has a lot of that footage in camera already right 
<clears throat> yeah and it was like okay i'm just gonna take what i was gonna make here's what my original plan was gonna be without fucking editing anything that's right anyway you're there hijacking you fucking me talking about my movies to give these guys any type of sense of fucking oh my life. god it's like fucking <laughs> what it's like for me every week <laughs> <laughs> so anyway so the what i was gonna say about the the dop so they had it like the original dop was john toll uh, who has like two Oscars and a nod. He did Braveheart, A Thin Red Line, Legends of the Fall, The Last Samurai. They didn't go back and use, I can't remember what's his name, what his name is, the original DOP from the original Matrix trilogy. Anyway, so they got this like Oscar winning DOP. He shows up on set. COVID fucking 17 days in, fucking COVID happens, right? And so there's a big delay in production. And then he's got some family stuff and he's like, ah, I, I can't, I can't come back to finish the film. And actually Lana almost thought about just not finishing the film. He was just going to put it on the shelf and be like, fuck it. And it was because the actors were like, no, let's, let's finish this project. Um, cause they were excited about it. And I mean, obviously some of them were like, cause I want to get fucking paid. I mean, I feel like if you're, uh, Jaded Pinkett Smith, your career is not exactly fucking great. And you're probably what? Like, she has like one of the most popular like Facebook watch shit with that round table stuff. Yay. Yay. Anyway. Uh, but question for you. Go ahead. Was it ever revealed why Lawrence Fishburne's not in this? Uh I can't I tell you. I can't tell you. Like him. you'll understand when you see it. And I mean, I think yeah, how, how do you say his name? Yahya Abdul Mateen the second? Is that right? Yeah, is that who close? Killed it. And in Candyman. Candy he's awesome. Go back to our Candyman. Yes, yes. Check out our, our Candyman episode. Uh, he's great as Morpheus. And again, I can't really tell you why he's Morpheus, but you will you do learn in the film why he's Morpheus. Um so anyway, John Toll is like, so he's not coming back from DOP. So Daniel uh Maschetti, he is like this super like well-known uh camera operator, steady cam operator. He basically just fucking steps up. Like, he has almost no feature film experience, like, big, big name feature film experience as the director of photography. But because he's a steady cam operator, he's, like, used to, like, being right on top of the monitor and, like, having to understand, like, lighting because steady cams move around and stuff. And so he just fucking steps in and does a fantastic job. Like, it's, 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 it's beautifully shot. There's a, it's a lot brighter. It's not as dark and green as the original matrix it's got more natural light or like they shot on location <clears throat> way more uh the original matrix films were mostly studio shot films um just because uh the wachowskis like to have that kind of control so uh i mean it brings back keanu reeves carrie ann moss uh both of which are canadian by the way uh carrie ann moss is from burnaby <laughs> she actually got a nomination for a gemini for due south i was like oh that's uh, that's interesting which is now the oh canadian my god Wars. Yeah, she was in Due South. Who is she? She had like one she episode. She got his fucking screen on for doing like one episode of screen of uh, Due South. And she was actually in a Canadian TV show called, not The Matrix, but Matrix, which had to do with like assassins and that get killed. And then they end up in this like parallel kind of limbo place. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Matrix. Then she went in to be The Matrix. Um and then, obviously, we just talked about uh, Yaha Abdul, Mateen. Does do any kung fu? Uh, he does not. He does mental kung fu. Mind fu. Mind fu you. Uh, my, <laughs> con- my concern, though, is so I, I couldn't... There isn't an actual budget release. So I read a couple articles that just kind of guessed. They're like, uh, the Wachowskis like to work in kind of like the 
150 200 million dollar range so we kind of i kind of put it at like 175 i'm guessing the budget's probably in there so far in the box office it's only done about 23 million uh i don't but again we don't know what those hbo numbers are right so yeah i think um yeah because well spider-man's taken over and i think spider-man's take over the next week so yeah so in terms of i think the matrix will probably be i think it will make its money back and it'll make its money back in theaters i think it's going to be one of those ones that slow burn yeah, it just it's gonna be steady. It's gonna be steady number two, number three. So you go to see uh, Spider Man the... and then next weekend you see the Matrix. And then you yeah. see something else and then you see them like the Matrix just kind of stays in theater and just exactly. generates revenue, revenue, revenue. I think that's how it's gonna be because I think um because in terms of Rotten Tomatoes, this one's doing well as well, right? Like it's it's okay. And... It's sixty six and sixty four for audience. Uh I mean it's oh, new, okay. but mind. it's new, right? <clears throat> So those numbers yeah, will Spider-Man's fluctuate. Spider-Man's like 98 and 97, and I don't even know, or 99 and 97. I don't even know which one's critics and which one's audience. So I do I do um, think that The Matrix is going to suffer. So, I mean, Spider-Man has a fan base, and it sounds like the fan base is being rewarded, rewarded with a film they really love. Uh, like I said, uh, Lana did not she kind of mocks the fans the hardcore fans a bit and i think if you're a hardcore fan like i said if you're dressed like fucking morpheus and you're showing up to watch this movie you're probably not going to be happy with the direction she goes so some of these rotten tomato numbers are getting pulled down they're either negatively commenting or they're not commenting at all you know what i mean so this film is for like regular fucking moviegoers like you don't have to be some fucking weird in 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 the closet in the basement nerd to fucking love this film it's kind of like the way the original matrix was like a really great action film i don't think i don't think we're going to be able to make it to year three to be honest my three my three what no my year three of this podcast because after two years, we can, we can, because uh, we can, a- after this podcast has been in play for two years, we could um, apply to be on Rotten Tomatoes. And I, I don't see how we would even put in a recommendation under Critic. Because <laughs> he'll be like, fuck these comic book nerds. And I'll be like, this is amazing. <laughs> the best thing ever. They're like 50%. <laughs> Everything's 50%. Every movie, 50%. Uh, but but yeah so i would suggest um if you can see it in the theater do do not go into it thinking it's going to be like the first matrix or any of that stuff just go in with fresh eyes almost treat it like its own film Um, but if you can't get to the theater wait till it comes out on video on demand watch it there um i think you'll be impressed but if you go in like i said if you go in being like expecting like the matrix the first matrix you're not going to be happy it's just, it's a totally different film. Now, do you think how, because the sequels, like two and three, they do like leave a bad taste in the mouth, right? Again, because I think uh, they so tried she... to ma- remake. So the original Matrix is considered like one of the best made sci-fi movies of all time. Like that's yeah, a fucking high is. bar, man. <laughs> like It is. Um, but what I'm saying is, do you think because of like the third one and then how it ended and it was pretty much... Like, in my opinion, it was, you know, just a Jesus play where, you know, he's now sacrificing himself for this to, you know, forgive the sins of the world. Um, do you think that's why it's also kind of not doing good in, in theaters, right? Because it did kind of, to me, kind of 
twerk in terms of like religion and everything like that so as somebody who believes in you know the ramen noodle guy um did it leave something into the ramen noodle noodle noodle, the ramen noodle is actually gender neutral just so you know i mean it's a deity that's not it doesn't have a gender pronoun Um, oh oh, okay it's a they it is yeah it's they their broth um i don't know i think no i actually think that this has more to do with the hardcore fans went out in those screenings right and they they came out and they were like what was that like that wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And, and Spider-Man is out right now. So it's kind of some of that similar fan base is fucking still probably seeing Spider-Man. So you're saying there, there's no chance for Avatar 2 to take over, right? Avatar 2. I thought Avatar 2 came out like in, in a little bit. Well, still. But that's the thing, right? Like I think Avatar, like in terms of films, like if you're going to compare Avatar and The Matrix, they're both deems pretty high quality so okay i got a question for you how many times have Mm -hmm. you seen the matrix like just rough numbers. numerous numerous how how many times have you seen avatar twice there you go don't they're not in the same fucking category and then (laughs) i think well avatar is like the second highest grossing that is not the metric of success all the time but i I, but that's the thing i think like in terms of if you go directors right like for myself like revolutionary directors people that are made me like sit back and be like whoa um to reference neo <laughs> uh you know you got you got spielberg yeah um uh, you got and the wachowskis or if that i i, I apologize i think that's I how you said yeah wachowskis or wachowskis or um they're there too right like not only with the matrix but bound bound is fucking like good fucking, I and they wrote assassins bound. Oh, with Stallone and fucking Banderas. <laughs> and, ben, and Antonio Banderas, which I think suffered uh, more from bad direction and maybe even bad casting than it did from, like, the concept. Like, Yeah. Um, even fucking Speed Racer was, like, fun. Do you and, like, like, spe- what did they you like did uh, Sense8, the show? I, I've never watched it. I think I might honest, actually right? take a look at it because that's their work as well. Yeah, that I've never watched. Um, but, yeah, like... And I, and that's the and thing. And then like, there's Jupiter to be ascending honest, and cloud. Like outlays. hearing hearing you talk about it, it kind of makes me a little bit disappointed because, like, I was hoping for something new with the camera work, or you know, there is it is would... new with the camera work. It's just not like you can only do so much just with like the like it's good. Trust me, the fucking fight cinematography is great. It's just not overly. Did they bring back? Did they they brought back the the stunt coordinator, right, that's Chad? Right. Yeah. and he he's the guy that yes he plays hot chat or sexy chat or something like that but he he's the one that took over john wick right like yes. they, yeah the two stunt coordinators from the matrix is what built the john wick franchise yeah that's that what they went them. off and did right so yeah and but i think yeah they brought him back but not the other one right like john john late i think is his the other director's name i think so yeah yeah, you don't fucking know. You're no, just, I don't. I'm just, see, I'm just it's like fucking talking to my wife, man. Like I, I fucking say shit. You're like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then it, it's, nothing's fucking right. You're just I'm like, didn't I fucking say this? <laughs> but you can just say, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, so watch this movie. Uh, yeah. And then hit us up on the social media and let us know what you think. Uh, and if I don't agree with you, I'll tell you to go fuck your hat. So fuck your hat. <laughs> oh, my God. Listen, go watch Spider-Man, man. Zendaya does a lot more things than, you know, uh, than in what she did in Dune. 
and you, you'll be like, oh, fuck, she is a really good actress. And that is our wrap for the day. Please like and subscribe to this podcast. Tell your friends. If you want to get a hold of us, reach us at the www.howdyoulikethatmovie.com. <laughs> you said you were going to yell at me a lot. You really didn't. Well, that's because I didn't. I didn't want to get into a big thing about the harder they fall. But like, it's it's not a good movie, man. It's not a good movie at all. Which is disappointing. I actually thought I was expecting like like true. Grit I think I. Or, yeah, or, I think or, I upped you up a lot. Yeah, yeah. Or like a man with no name. Any of those in the Dollar Trilogy. Um, it just didn't feel serious enough, and I was like, what? Like, what is going on here? Like. I want to see that Black Cowboy movie. Like, that fucking serious, you know, really deep cinematography. Production by Rod Shaver, Fader Monkey Productions.